The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Again, a warm welcome to everyone on this beautiful day and this very important sacrament. We wonder maybe sometimes what is the scriptural foundation for confirmation? Fortunately, it's found right here in the first reading, way back in the Old Testament. This reading from Isaiah chapter 11 begins, A shoot shall come out of the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Now, what does that have to do with confirmation? Jesse was the father of eight sons, and the prophet Samuel was told by God to go to Jesse and anoint one of the sons to be the future king of Israel. Now, God didn't tell Samuel which of the sons to anoint. He simply said, go, and you will find the king of Israel. So he obeys. Samuel goes to Jesse, has the seven sons, because one is not with them at the time, paraded before the great prophet. Samuel looks at the first son. He's the oldest. He's strong, tall. He thinks this will be a great king, powerful figure. But just as he's about to anoint him, the Lord says to the prophet, No, don't anoint that one. You, Samuel, you judge by outward appearances, but I, God, judge the heart. And I don't know that person. And so Samuel goes to the next son, who again is tall and strong, cuts an impressive figure, and he says, that's got to be the king. God says, no, I don't know him either. And he goes through each of the seven sons that are home with their father. None of them qualify. Samuel is perplexed, and he says, do you have any other sons? Jesse says, well, I do. I have a, the youngest, but he's out in the field tending the sheep. And the implication is you really don't want him. He's not that tall. He's not impressive. He's the youngest. He hasn't yet been fully matured. But Samuel says, well, bring him in. And as soon as he does, and Samuel looks at the youngest son, David, God says, that's the one. I know that one. Now, what was the difference there? David had been relegated to the fields. That was the lowest, most demeaning job that could be given. But he obeyed his father. He went and took care of the sheep. Now, of course, sheep in those days really did attract predators. And there was not like modern weapons to defend. David had a sling, but he honed his skills. And that would be very useful later when he confronted the giant Goliath. But for now, the other thing that David did when he was out in the fields alone day after day, he prayed. And that was the difference. 
he entered into a relationship with God. He had the time, and God reciprocated, entered into a relationship with David out in the fields. And so when David, though still a teenager, came in the midst of this prophet, and Samuel looked at him, God says, that's the one. I know that one. That's the future king of Israel. When Samuel anoints David with the holy oil, then, as the reading goes on to say, the spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, and the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. David was anointed. He then, a little later, confronted Goliath, defeated him with the sling, when no one else would dare, but David knew he had God in him. That made all the difference. And he looked at Goliath and said, well, who is that compared to the God that lives in me? And then eventually was made king, even as a young man, and went out battle after battle, victorious. And united all the tribes and went down in history as the great King David. And even God said, this is a man after my own heart. That's a quote from scripture. That's the foundation of confirmation. So notice what David did. He prepared himself by praying, by forming a relationship with God. And he would do that the rest of his life. If you take a look at the Old Testament and you read the Psalms, most of them were composed by David. And those Psalms are prayers. Even though he failed at times, he repented because he had a relationship with God. He trusted God, that God would forgive him, and God did. And David was a great king. For us today, for you candidates, I know you're prepared, and you prayed, and you asked God to be with you today, and he is. But now the question is, will you continue like David and pray every day, form a relationship with God, read the scriptures, come to Mass. Because if you do, if you choose God every day, for the rest of your life, God will choose you. And we each have an important role to play in our lives. God wants to play an important role in each of your lives. And that can only happen when you cooperate with the spirit that's going to be given you this morning, enter into a relationship, and then your life will be Wonderful. Even though there will be sufferings, trials, maybe even failures, God will be with you. And that will make all the difference. So this is a wonderful occasion for you. I pray that you will take this important sacrament, cooperate with God, and then open your heart. And God will do a, an amazing work in your life. So let us rejoice today. I want to particularly thank sponsors and parents that you spent the time with your candidates and all the volunteers, Leanne and music and catechists, all this for this very special sacrament today. Let us thank the Lord, open our hearts, and say, God, come into me. May I do your will. <laughs>